Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Linsman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guest on the podcast today is Sarah Gowell. Sarah, Sarah is our uh, population health nurse and actually a uh, manager of our population health. Uh, and we're here today to talk about our upcoming community wellness event. Sarah, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. You know, before we start, we might as well get the, the important stuff out of the way. So where, when, how much, yes. <laughs> and so forth. <laughs> so our next community wellness event is here at the hospital um, in the meeting rooms on Tuesday, March 21st, and Wednesday, March 22nd, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. We do these early in the morning because these tests do require an eight to 10 hour fast, meaning nothing besides water for eight to 10 hours before your blood drop. And I, and I don't think we can emphasize that too much. Right. Because people tend to forget yes. that they are all fasting screenings. They are. It's very important um, not only to get an accurate lipid panel, which is the cholesterol, but also one of the screenings is a fasting blood sugar, which is part of that comprehensive metabolic panel. That's a great pre-screen for diabetes. And if you're not fasting, obviously that number will be higher. So it is important to truly nothing but water in the eight to 10 hours before this test. Well, let's talk a little bit about, so we have already talked a little bit about the, the CBC, that metabolic panel. Why don't we talk a little bit about what that costs and then what actually gets included in that? Because in, in addition to that, that uh, fasting glucose test, there are other tests that are included as well. There are. The basic wellness screening is made up of a CBC, which is a complete blood count, a lipid panel, which again is cholesterol, and a comprehensive metabolic panel. It is $45 for those three tests. The CBC is mainly used to look at for like anemias. Um, also, um, if white blood cell counts are elevated, it can mean you have an infection. Um, and it can also, with that white blood cell count, um, can detect, it's like a screening for certain leukemias and other blood disorders. Yeah, it's amazing how much, just by looking at the CBC, how much you can actually yes. detect from that. De definitely. It, it's a good screening to have. Um, that comprehensive metabolic panel is actually made up of 14 tests. In addition to a fasting glucose or blood sugar, um, there's also tests in that that look at protein in your blood, um, liver enzymes, kidney function, etc. There's a lot of good tests and important tests that can um, show up if those numbers are off. And you know, that, that really is the point of this entire exercise is that we want to try to help people to identify any potential issues early when they're more easily treatable. Exactly. And not every um, condition has symptoms. So there are sometimes, um, I'm going to use calcium as an example. That is one of the tests that is in that comprehensive metabolic panel. Um, people can have what they call hyperparathyroidism meaning one of your parathyroids, which is a little gland in your neck that makes a little hormone called PTH, they can go like wacko and just start producing a ton of hormone. And a lot of times people don't know maybe that they have that, but it will show up in an elevated calcium level. That's important to know and to possibly treat because if left untreated, not only does having that really high calcium in your blood put you at high risk for kidney stones, but also long-term problems like osteoporosis because it can leach the calcium from your bones. So that's just one example of something that people can be walking around and maybe not have any symptoms at all until they come back with an elevated calcium level and say, hey, I gotta get this checked out. 
Yeah. My guest on the podcast today is Sarah Gowell. Sarah is our population health nurse and manager of that department. We're talking about the community wellness event coming up next month on Tuesday, March 21st and Wednesday, March 22nd here at CCMH from 6 to 9 a.m. each day. Uh, in addition to the uh, CBC and the lipid panel and the, the uh, metabolic panel, we also have some add-ons uh, that people can also purchase. It's done separately, but the, the basic panel is $45, but we have other things that you can add to that if you'd like to. We do. There are three different options. Um, you can add a TSH, which is a thyroid stimulating hormone test for $10. Um, and that is mainly anybody who has had thyroid problems in the past can get that. Um, that is a lab they use to monitor that long term. And also, if you're just curious where your thyroid function, where your, that thyroid stimulating hormone level is at, anybody can add that on. And, and so the question that I would have, is that typically more for men or women? Both. Okay. I would say maybe more women have problems with, with hyper or hypothyroidism, but definitely it is seen in both men okay. and women. Okay. Just wanted to clarify to make sure. Yes. Because there are some tests that are specifically designed for men. Which leads us to the <laughs> next one, the PSA. Um, that PSA screening is $20, and that is for men. Um, it is used to detect um, possible prostate cancer. An elevated PSA does not mean a person has prostate cancer, but it does mean that you would need a further workup or diagnostic to determine why that level would be elevated. Right. And, and as someone who in the past has had uh, elevated levels in my PSA test, I can tell you uh, that um, knowing that and then uh, getting the treatment that was required, now my number is back where it is supposed to be. Right. So what you're saying is true. I mean, just because you have an elevated number doesn't necessarily mean that there's something potentially uh, you know, long-term wrong in, term, in right. terms of cancer, but it does mean that you have something that needs to be looked at. And sometimes it's just a good lab to track over time. You know, because as, as important as is the number as what is it doing over time. If you would all of a right. sudden, you know, you're checking this every year and it's always around, let's just say one, for example, and then all of a sudden it's six, it's like, hmm, you know, you can also look at how numbers trend. And that's why we really do encourage, it's nice to have these lab results done yearly because not only do you get lab results for today, but you can compare that and see, wow, what has my cholesterol done over the last five years? What has my blood sugar done? How about my PSA? And I think, Sarah, that's particularly true when you know that you have a family history, a genetic makeup that would be pre, that would predispose you to some of these exactly. kinds of things. Exactly. Obviously, any men who have prostate cancer in their family should add this on. Um, even at a younger age of, you know, 35 and 40 if they'd like, um, just so that they can kind of develop that baseline and, again, just kind of be able to track that. Because, obviously, if it runs in your family, you're at higher risk than someone who does not have a family history. My guest on the podcast today is Sarah Gowell. We're talking about the community wellness event uh, coming up here at CCMH next month. Sarah is our population health uh, nurse and manager. Um, and there is one other test that uh, people could order uh, separately if, if they decide if they have a diagnosis that would lead to that. Yes, and that is called an A1C screening. Um, that is a test that is used both to diagnose diabetes and to manage diabetes. Um, it, where the blood sugar, the fasting blood sugar, just tells us what your blood sugar was on the day your blood was drawn. This A1C, we can actually um, calculate a two to three month average blood sugar. So that is more of a definitive test both in diagnosing diabetes and also when somebody has a diagnosis of diabetes 
this is the lab that your provider will track every three to six months, depending on um, where that level has been in the past, um, to manage and know if your diabetes is under control. Yeah, and I and I would I would suggest probably that what we'd like to see are people who who have been diagnosed as pre-diabetic or are diabetic are mm -hmm. the only ones who take advantage of this test because it does take some time to run those. It's not meant for everyone. It's meant for people no. who have been uh, diagnosed with diabetes. But it's probably just as important. We want to make sure it's under control, but the reason we want to know what those numbers are is because of the medications that they may be using and whether or not Correct. those medications are, are helping with the yes. blood sugar. Well, and the reason we use prediabetes, you know, I would say if you've ever had an elevated fasting glucose or fasting blood sugar on your labs, that, now that doesn't mean you had it checked at 8.30 in the morning after you had a big breakfast and it was elevated, but if you've ever had an elevated result, um, that can be very helpful to kind of, because it gives us an average. Um, if you've ever been diagnosed with prediabetes or an elevated fasting blood sugar, it, it's not a bad test to have because it really is, gives us a lot more to go on than just what your blood sugar is that morning at that time. Because that does tend to vary day, day by day a bit. And I think, you know, going back to what you said earlier, it's all about doing this on a regular basis once a year so that uh, you begin to build this history right. of what what those numbers look like Be right. because again a, you know physician can tell a lot mm -hmm. from what those numbers say and and you work a lot with diabetic populations you work with people mm -hmm. who have who have chronic illnesses um, I think that these sorts of tests are really helpful in being able to determine plan of action course of treatment so that we help people live their best life. Right, exactly, in early detection. I mean, it's just, it's, um, use diabetes as an example. Um, people can have pretty elevated blood sugars before they actually feel symptoms. Um, and we, we see that a lot in the clinic in, in patients that have no idea they had diabetes. And the truth of the matter is people's blood sugars can be pretty darn high before they start having symptoms. And so it can kind of go undetected where a screening like this can determine um, very quickly that if that's a risk factor for you and if you need um, whether and that doesn't necessarily mean medications um, some people are diagnosed with prediabetes and with that lifestyle management can be mm -hmm. huge in preventing that transition from prediabetes to diabetes diet and exercise Definitely. that's where all of this comes the, in yep. so hold that exactly. thought we're going to come right back to that yes. my guest on the podcast today is Sarah Gowell our population health manager here at CCMH. We're talking about our community wellness event coming up next month and why it's important for people uh, to do that. I, I want to come back just for a second to what you said about diabetes management. It, you know, if you've got a history mm -hmm. of diabetes in your family, and I've got it on both sides, mm -hmm. my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, my dad passed before he could develop diabetes, but just about all of his brothers and sisters had diabetes at the end of their lives. My mother and just about all of her brothers and sisters had diabetes. I have four sisters who have now been diagnosed with wow. diabetes. yes. So I know this is a thing. Mm -hmm. So diet and exercise is a huge part of being able to manage that particular yes. uh, disease. It is. Um, you know, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, is a lot about insulin resistance and how our body is able to process and use insulin. Um, it doesn't do it so well when you have type 2 diabetes. And when you exercise, your body uses insulin more efficiently. When you eat a lot of starches and sugars in your diet, what we call carbohydrates, it requires more insulin to control those blood sugars and bring them back down. 
So by following a moderate carb diet, I'm not saying keto or no carb, but moderate carb diet and getting exercise, what that does is it sets your body up for success. You, I think you the just long- require less insulin and your blood sugars right. will be low. And I think the long-term implication here is that that unchecked and untreated diabetes can cause all kinds of organ damage. Yes, yes. Um, you know, when you look at the complications from diabetes, which can be very scary, right, long term. I mean, we're talking about kidney failure, going on dialysis, losing limbs, um, blindness, not to mention heart attack and stroke. Those are not due to the diagnosis of diabetes. Those are due to elevated blood sugars and the damage that that does to our vessels over time. So having a diagnosis, but then managing that, doing what you need to do to keep that diabetes under control, we call controlled diabetes, the risk of those complications down the line is much less than than maybe a, a person who doesn't manage it quite so closely and has a lot of high blood sugars. So every time I walk past a dessert, yes, <laughs> I can't consider that denying myself. I have to consider that helping my blood sugar to stay a little there lower. There you go. There you go. Or have a half portion and then don't have pasta with that. Eat a big old chicken breast and some broccoli. <laughs> it's called it's called moderation. That, that is an excellent point. So our community wellness event is coming up uh, next month, Tuesday, March 21st, Wednesday, March 22nd. Uh, wellness screenings are held from 6 to 9 a.m. each day. Uh, we don't accept insurance for these, so it's cash, check, credit, or debit card. We take care of that uh, the moment you come in. Uh, you can register online at www.ccmhia.com. Um, and we have room for about 360 people we to do. attend here in March. And we already have 100 signed up. Yep. So it's really important that you listen to the podcast today that you take some time and think about, is this something that I should be doing? Not just for yourself, but for your family members as well. Right. And I also want to know, want everyone to know that if you do have providers here at CCMH, you can enter their name when you register, and then those lab results do all get sent immediately to your provider. Unless you, you can also choose that they not be sent, but um, it is kind of nice that they also get those results and are able to reach out to patients. If right, because, right, because all of our patients concerns. will receive a copy of their results. Yes, all patients receive a copy, and then we can also, um, it, based on your preference, get those to the provider of your choice. Okay. And one other thing, if you can't go online to sign up, I would have you call the main number, 265-2500. 712-265-2500, and we will get you to the right person to help you uh, get signed up for the wellness event. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Don. That. My guest on the podcast today has been Sarah Gowell. Sarah is our population health manager here at CCMH. We've been talking about our community wellness event. If you have questions about that, you'd like to sign up again. That number is 712-265-2500, or go online at www.ccmhia.com. I'm Don Lensman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.